Hello, welcome to episode seven of the Diz Explorers podcast. Each week, we explore Disney parks, cruise line, movies, and general Disney culture. Before we begin this week, I'd like to express our sincerest sympathy and thoughts go out to all those affected by the recent tragedies in and around Orlando. Our our troop is with heavy hearts after hearing this about this terrible thing. So now we're going to enlighten everybody's spirits and move on to positive things. So tonight we have almost the whole troop back. So let's go around the horn and say hello, Melanie. Hi, everyone. And Milford. Hello. Adrian. Hi. And Jessica. Hello. Crystal can't join us tonight, so we'll catch up with her next week. I am RJ. So this week, Milford returned from his whirlwind tour of Florida above the dream at the Kennedy Space Center and a short trip over to Disney Springs. So we'll speak with him about his trip and he'll recap some of the, all the new stuff and all the exciting things he, him and his wife did over there. And later on, we'll get to talking with some uh, Disney Cruise Line stuff with some Q&A with our master sailor mama, Mel. Without further ado, we're going to turn it over to Milford. And uh, what do you got for us? Well, we just returned from our cruise slash relaxation vacation. We took a group of 15 of us, counting my wife and I, to Florida for a week. We got down there on Saturday, June 4th, after we drove... 15 and a half hours to get down there. Kind of hung out on Saturday at the port. Visited Ron John's store there at Cocoa Beach, which was kind of cool. Hung out at the beach for a little bit. And then Sunday morning, a group of us got up and took off and went over to NASA for the day. That's NASA, like the Space Center, not NASA, the island, which I'll talk about <laughs> later during the cruise. Um <laughs> Some really cool stuff over there. Um, I'm not going to go into a lot of the detail for that because I want to talk about that in a later segment sometime down the road about things to do uh, if you come in a day early for a cruise. But the one thing at NASA you have to do is you have to do the Atlantis experience. They've built a building around the space shuttle Atlantis and you go in and they have a show that talks about all the engineers that were involved in the construction of the space shuttle fleet, which started back clear back in 1969, and they go through all the stuff they went through with designing this thing and how they were going to come up with how this thing was going to be reusable and those kinds of things. They kick you into another room where you think you're going to watch another video, and it's actually a video of the space shuttle Atlantis being launched. And when it launches... A curtain goes up behind the scrim in this room and lights turn on on the space shuttle that's literally sitting in the room behind this scrim. So it lights it up and you can see it back there. I have some pictures that I'll post as a part of some of my uh, blog posts that I'm working on this week on my site. But that was the cool thing about that. And then we and then I took a bus tour that took you out to a bunch of the launch pads and things like that. But I'll go into those things in detail in my blog article and then hopefully later on a on a separate segment that we'll do on here. So after that, we hung out some more at Cocoa Beach that night. We found out that at Cocoa Beach that night it was food truck Sunday. So at Cocoa Beach they have they had like 40 food trucks set up and you can go down there and eat dinner and hang out at the beach and it was really cool. Wow. So after that, off to bed. Well, some of us went off to bed. Others partied a little too late that night. I, not me, not me included. No, um, uh, shocked, shocked. So, fast forward to Monday morning, we get up and news of the tropical storm that's coming across Florida comes up on the news, and we're all thinking, "Oh boy, are we going to get out?" <laughs> so we got loaded up, headed over to the port, and. Uh, Got, we actually got there at 10.15 to unload our luggage. And for some of you that have cruised know how this is. There were actually already 300 people in line to wait to go into the terminal at 10.15. Wow. Lined up into the garage. So we unloaded our luggage, parked the cars, got in line, and went in. So various of us went off in different places in the port, got checked in because some of us 
had to check in at the normal desk. Some of us got to check in at the platinum desk. And then we had one child we had to get registered for kids' activities. We all got boarding times less than 10. So once they announced 1 through 10, we were off to the ship. Not too many changes in the terminal. It's pretty much the same security and everything that's been there. Pretty much the same flow through the terminal. So we got on board and some of our group went to lunch down in the Enchanted Garden, which is down on the second floor of the ship, where they had a wonderful buffet. Um, yeah, I always recommend going to the Lower Deck restaurant that first day. The pace is so much better. Cabanas it, is always so crowded and crazy. Yeah, it's a lot less crowded than Cabanas because everybody wants to go to Cabanas because they can sit out on the deck. And, of course, when you sit out on the deck up at Cabanas, you get bothered by the birds, but not my favorite thing to do. <laughs> no. Now, all, um, that all that stuff is up and running when you walk on the ship, when you embark? Yeah, so absolutely. So part of the process when you go aboard is the first thing they tell you is, okay, we have lunch ready for you in either Cabanas or the Enchanted Garden. And it's a nice buffet lunch, and I mean they have everything from crab legs to peel and eat shrimp to you name it. Anything you could expect would be on a cruise buffet is on that buffet. <laughs> so I, I think there were even little lamb chops and some other stuff. So, But very good food. You know, I, I can't complain about the food on a Disney cruise. It's always wonderful. So, so our first day, as many of you know that cruise, they have what's called a sail-away party. So a lot of us went up and hung out on deck 13 at the Signals Bar because we all have beer mugs and obviously we want to drink beer and, and uh, a couple of us smoke cigars up there. So we did that and then took off and watched the sail-away party. We get to the sail-away party and I'm, I look around and I'm like, and I think you saw it, RJ, I think you piped into my periscope. Yep. We were already at the end of the channel when the sail-away party started. Yeah. The captain had come over the broadcast system and said, don't be alarmed, folks. We are probably going to sail right after the muster drill because the storm was literally bearing down on us coming over Florida. So he wanted to get out to sea and get away from this storm before it got in there. And we weren't the only ship in port. There was also a Royal Caribbean boat in port, and they actually took off out of there like at 330 I will give the captain credit on this cruise. He kept us out of harm's way, kept us in good weather pretty much the whole cruise. But I'll, I'll talk about the sea day here in a minute. So we our first dining experience was the Royal Palace that evening, which is a French cuisine. We were lucky enough that I was able to get us hooked up with a waitress that we had previously. Her name is Maria Vitka. She was just so shocked to see us. She had even remembered that my wife and I's anniversary was Monday. And oh, wow. brought out stuff for our anniversary. And the uh, and other waiters came out and sang for our anniversary. So that was pretty cool. Wow, that is really cool. That's very cool. So, of course, you know, they have a lot of French cuisine at that dinner. So my wife had her normal escargot. And I had my French onion soup. And I think she had the Chateaubriand, which is a which is a steak type meal. I can't explain some of that stuff because I'm not French and I don't understand <laughs> it all. I can understand French onion soup and snails. That's about the extent of it. Um, That's all now, you need. Now, yeah. do you do? If I'm remembering from the one cruise I took, did they have two seatings? There's like what was there like a five thirty and an eight or something? Yeah. Along so they so they do a. a six or 545 or six i can't remember which it is because we never do the early dining and the yeah, added, I didn't either. is it 545 okay i think it's about 515 okay and then we did the 815 dinner so we always do right my wife and i always do the late dinner because it was 545 typically again. it's less kids right that that's that's what i remember the them saying this, this, <laughs> this boat was full of kids and if it wasn't for the adult right. area i'd probably be pulling my hair out <laughs> So for the late dinners, if you can be awake for 10 o'clock desserts. <laughs> yeah. Which Depending is okay, on the time zone. Which is okay until you get to pirate night, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Absolutely. So that was the first night. After dinner, we hung out at our typical places. We went and uh, 
hung out at the Skyline Lounge, which they do martinis in there with nice little glow cubes. And you get to watch the skylines change between a few different cities. Chicago, New York, Rio, Paris, and Hong Kong. I think oh, I got them cool. all. And, and that's really cool to just kind of sit in there because it's relaxing. It's quiet. There's not a people yelling. There's not people playing thump thump music. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's just quiet and relaxing. And you can actually we talk call to it one that another. Too. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to be nice. That's great. No. When my niece was young, she <laughs> called it thump thump music. And this was 15, 16 years ago. She'd go, thump thump, thump thump thump. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> Whenever funny. she would hear bass, and we yeah. just laughed. So it, it stuck. Thump thump music. Yeah. So that was pretty much the end of our first night. Upon returning to our room, we had a nice little elephant towel sculpture on our bed. I think I posted pictures of that. If I didn't, I will. Next morning was Nassau Day. And Nassau Day is usually okay with my group because they like to go to senior frogs. The sad part was is don't cruise the first Monday or first Tuesday in June. Tuesday was election day in Nassau. Oh. So I thought Indiana had backwards laws about alcohol. There's no alcohol for sale the entire day on election day in Nassau. Or anywhere Whoa. in the Bahamas, for that fact. Whew. So, the sh the captain came across the, the intercom that morning and said, You know, we got something we learned about that we forgot to maybe tell everybody. And that's that Nassau is on election day today. And there will be no alcohol sales on the island at all. And, I mean, you could hear the booze across the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Jeez. Oh, my. So... I hadn't planned on going to the island at all because I've been so many times to Nassau. A couple of the guys in our group decided that they wanted to go and they kind of coerced me into going. We kind of went in and walked through the shops and, you know, saw what we could see. I will tell you, I've never been harassed more in my life than that day. Going, to, If any of you have gone into Nassau, there's always people trying to sell you stuff. But it seemed like it was four times as worse this time. Guys coming up saying, hey, we, you want Cuban cigars? Hey, you want this? You want that? You want a taxi to Atlantis? I'm like, <laughs> no, if I was going to do that, I would have booked it on the ship, but thanks. So we, we were walking down the street, and we happened to walk down around the corner by where the Dunkin' Donuts is at the far, I'm going to call it, east end of the island. And I don't know my directions on that island. But basically, to the right of the ship port. And you go down around a corner, and there's a bank, and there's a Dunkin' Donuts. Well, we were walking back on the secondary street, and we saw this building, and it said Pirate Museum. And I'm like, okay, that sounds kind of cool. So we walked in. It was $13 to go through this Pirate Museum. And I've, I've got a whole bunch of pictures I'm going to post and write a separate blog article about that. But you basically go through, and it tells you the history of pirates in the Bahamas. And oh, nice. That is so cool. The truths, the false. The they talk about Mary Riley, which was a popular pirate in the Bahamas, um, yep. and it it was actually really cool. We spent probably an hour and a half, two hours in there going through this thing. Oh, that's awesome! So I'll post some pictures oh, of that later. But we actually found something new to do on the island. After that, we just kind of walked the rest of the way back to the ship. We were kind of both, all three of us, were getting bored, and it was like, yeah, it's time to go back to the boat where we can drink. So we, we headed back to the ship and kind of all went and changed and got ready to go to the pool. And we just kind of hung out the rest of the afternoon. So that was the day I decided to go check out uh, Vanellope Sweets. Uh, Vanellope Sweets was put in during the dry dock last September and took the place of, the, of RJ's favorite place, the Arcade. <laughs> So there's no arcade on the boat anymore. Oh, man. <laughs> so you walk into this sweet shop, and you're greeted by... Oh, now I can't think of his name. King Ralph? Can King Candy oh. from the, from the Wreck-It Ralph movie. Yep, yep. There's a big old statue of him standing next to Vanellope's little candy car. And then Vanellope's in there hanging from the ceiling. And I'll post pictures of this, too. Oh, that's um, cool. Um, but they have... So they have the typical fare like you'd find at any of the... 
candy stores at Disney World. So you got the make up your own mix of M&Ms or Jelly Bellies or different kinds of stuff that you'd find at Goofy's Candies at uh, Marketplace. But then you turn around and you look in this gla- in these glass cases, and they have everything from chocolate-covered pretzels to chocolate-covered strawberries to you name it, they had it. Fudge, everything. Walk down a little further, and they have two cabinets, two cases that are full of gelato. One Ooh. cabinet is gelato that's all just basically single flavors, so chocolate, strachicello, or whatever the heck you call that I can never pronounce, <laughs> uh, which is a mini <laughs> chocolate, you know, different flavors, raspberry, chocolate, vanilla, all those. Then you walk to the next case, and I about fell over, because they have gelato in about every other flavor you can think of. They had one that was called Candy Explosion, and she gave me a taste of it. It tasted like cotton candy with the, you know how they do that confetti cake? Yep. With the little things in it. Oh, it yeah. tasted yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, so yeah. It, was like, it was like cotton candy flavored gelato with that in it. Wow. I ended up I ended up settling on the <laughs> I ended up settling on the honeycomb gelato, which did it know, taste like the cereal? No, it, if any of you remember <laughs> as a kid, you remember a candy called sponge candy. No. It was really light and fluffy. It was basically made with brown sugar. You poured vinegar in it and then dumped powder or uh, baking soda in it, and it fluffed up. Hmm. My huh. grandmother used to make it for us when we were kids. That's what was in this gelato, and oh my god. I mean, it's just pure, like, caramel explosion in chocolate gelato. Yeah. Mm. It was good. So, from there, we went to dinner, and that was our animator's palette night. So, one of my favorites, uh, because you get to talk to Crush at dinner. So, Mm -hmm. Maria, my good friend, the waitress, she took care of us. She actually got crushed to talk to three people in our group, so that was kind of cool. And the kids were all, even the older kids were, like, fascinated with this thing. I mean, they, how is he doing that? How does Crush talk to me at my table? He can't see me from that TV screen. <laughs> so <laughs> they kind of liked that. That was a uh, typical animator's palette fair. Uh, I think my wife had the beef tenderloin. I think I had the beef tenderloin. Uh, good food all around. I, I never disappointed with any of the food in any of the dining rooms. So that ended that night. Other than that, we went and watched Match Your Mate in the Evolution Bar, which if you've ever watched Match Your Mate, it's always a hoot. <laughs> uh, they find some couple that's been together for 40 years and somebody that just got married and somebody that's just wild and crazy that's in between. And it it usually gets interesting because they ask some pretty provocative questions that I won't go into on here. (laughs) I I remember doing that on our honeymoon. Yes, they. uh, Oh goodness! Oh no! They go as far as they can for a Disney cruise. (laughs) So what I found interesting about Evolution on past cruises that we've been in, after the main show happens, Evolution turns into a dance club. That didn't happen on this cruise. Pretty much, Evolution closed at midnight, and they threw everybody out and locked the doors. Hmm. They did have a DJ out at the District Lounge, which is the one in the middle that you kind of everybody kind of walks through to get to Evolution and to 687. So they did have a DJ out there, but I will say that wasn't very busy at all. Uh, I was kind of disappointed in the amount of, after the main entertainment in the club, they didn't really have anything going on so that pretty much ended that night next day on wednesday was castaway key not much change Woo-hoo! not much change with the <laughs> island uh, i mean it's no. it's the island i mean it's beautiful i didn't personally go to the island this trip because i wanted to stay behind and enjoy the aqueduct and the pool wow. on the ship so that doesn't compute <laughs> what doesn't compute not going on Castaway Key. Yeah, I've been so many times. It's you got to remember, I did <laughs> DVC member cruises, so DVC member cruises uh, we were at the island twice, right? On a four-day cruise, so or on a five-day cruise, four-night cruise. Yeah, those so, double dips are becoming more popular. Disney's starting are. to listen yes. to that. 
Yes. So most of our party went to the island at least for a little while. We had a few people that ran the 5K. I didn't because I ran it in September, and I've been having problems with my foot, so I did not run the 5K this time around. I will the next time we go, but uh, didn't get there this time. I will say we had a beautiful day at Castaway Key. I don't know how he did it, but, you know, if they had some way they controlled the weather, they did a good job of it because uh, when I looked at the thing on the TV in the room, there was thunderstorms all the way around that island, but not while we were there. So So we, we got really lucky. Tell me a little bit about what's available on the island. Oh, okay. So... Obviously, the island's kind of split in two. There's a family beach area, which takes up the majority of the island. There are two restaurants, Cookies and Cookies 2, which where they serve food on the island for everybody that goes on the island. They have excursions available to do glass-bottom boat, jet skis, parasail, and a bunch of other different types of excursion that you could do. Unfortunately, that day, which were all canceled because of the tide being so low that day. And then you go out to the runway, which is where they have the 5K, and out to the 5K, or I mean out to the the runway, you go down the runway all the way to the other end of the island, is what's called Serenity Bay, which is just for adults. We had a group of our people that went out there and hung out. My my wife actually went out with uh, one of our friend's mom and one of the kids, who was over 18 and they hung out out there so they really so do they that. have child care or anything available if you want to enjoy that other part yeah so there's a there's a place on the island where you can take your younger kids which is called scuttles cove and they have their own area where they can go and play in like a water place water play area they do activities with them all day okay, things awesome. of that nature and then there's it's a, basically the kids' clubs transported to the island. Absolutely. So it's, gotcha. it's secured yep. programming with the youth activity staff, so the adults can either go snorkeling, do their own port adventures, or head on over to Serenity for some adults-only time. Yeah, that that's Fine. Serenity Bay. Is that that's the one that waist deep, like for as far as you can see, you can just literally just sit in the sand and it's like and just hang out in the water. For the for is the it? most part, there is an area that you can walk out to that's usually pretty shallow. There's a sandbar out there that we go right. visit all the time. That usually you're, it's like the water's no higher than your waist going out there. Yeah, yeah, um, that's what I remember. Yeah. They had told me that they went out there this trip, and and it was that way this time. I actually got trapped out on that sandbar one time. <laughs> I don't, and I don't swim well. That's the oh. other part of the problem. Um, oh, but that's oh, for an, that's for another day for another story. <laughs> um, yes, I really want to hear that story one day. The, the other part, this. the other part about Serenity Bay is they also have an adult area for food out there and their own bar. Yes, um, they. I, I remember that. Yes. <laughs> so it's the the fly out castaway fly out bar, which is out there, and it's named that because of the runway, and they have really good food out there compared to what they have in the regular area. The regular area usually has barbecue chicken, barbecue ribs, cheeseburgers, and chicken. But you go out there and they have everything from ribeye to mahi-mahi to salads, uh, hot dogs, hamburgers. And they had a couple different kinds of steak the last time I was out there. So that's always good. Always good. And you guys know the story about the island, right? No, yeah. no. So oh, yeah. the, the <laughs> island, before Disney actually leased it, they leased it for 20 years, so it's actually coming up for lease here soon, was a drug runner's island. So they actually used <laughs> to land planes there and run drugs through that island Yep, to bring to the United States. That's well, funny. we'll just turn that into a complete 180. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, with that discussion, there was a post that got posted this week while we were on the cruise that I caught wind of about Disney talking about another island in the the Bahamas called Egg Island. Right. And then apparently they're in negotiations to take that island over. So, I have a feeling there's something moving with that, with the fact that they've got two new ships coming. 
they're going to need places to I don't know. I might things. believe that when I see the fifth theme park. Yeah, yeah I know. Right? Well, <laughs> but we do have a fifth and sixth ship coming, so. We do, and I don't think the cast, if they're going to stay in that vicinity, I'm not sure Castaway could handle the volume of, basically, they'll be able to handle the same amount of guests as the Dream and the Fantasy, even a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll need to do something. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. That day was also Pirate Night. So we all got ready and uh, went back. Everybody else came back to the ship. We hung out for a little while. And we all chose to not do dinner that night in the regular dining room because several of us have done the pirate fair dinner in the dining room before. And we really, really wanted to do the pirate buffet after the party. We opted to skip dinner, so, of course, you know what that probably means. We hung out upstairs and drank more beer. <laughs> um, and shocked. And then we all went and shocked. got ready for the pirate party, attended the pirate party, which was cool. Nobody's ever, if you haven't been to the pirate party on the Dream or the Fantasy before, uh, instead of, on the, on the Wonder and the Magic, Mickey actually repels from one of the smokestacks. On the Dream of wow. the Fantasy, Captain Jack repels from the smokestacks. Nice. And it's oh, it, and the Captain guy Jack. they have playing Savvy. him. The guy he, they have playing him is just outstanding. Spot on. You would think it was Johnny Depp. <laughs> I swear to you. It's you not really it him. Johnny Depp. It was not. No, it wasn't. Him. <laughs> it could be. You never know. It could be him and the sky. Are you saying Captain you Jack's know. not real? Come on. <laughs> okay. Keep the magic alive. Okay. Sheesh. So. Captain Jack repels from the from the smokestack, and they have their little battle, and they're battling over this gauntlet, which is basically nothing more than a armored hand. And apparently, Hicks. and apparently, it has powers beyond belief. They're they're he's fighting over it with the with the bad pirates, and eventually he gets them to all come his way and goes up on the stairs and. He says, okay, let's get this, basically, let's get this party started. Let's see what this little beastie can do. And he raises it in the air, and it fires a firework out of the end of it. And that's when nice. starts the fireworks show. Oh, cool. Which is really cool. I love the fireworks on the cruise ship. Uh, yeah, that's got to be cool to see. So after that, we go to this pirate buffet. And, oh, my God, I now know why I never usually have done it. And they had so <laughs> much food on this buffet. I mean, they had lamb. Okay, so... So they sell lamb shanks at Gaston's Tavern back there in Fantasyland, right? Yep. They had lamb shanks on the bar. Nice. Grab one, eat it huh. like a turkey leg. Ooh. They had turkey yes. legs. They had Mexican Hot Pockets, which are basically like little roll-up Mexican things that they cut in half and put cheese on. Fruit, watermelon, you name it, they had it. I mean, everything was on this bar. And then desserts on top of all that, so... And they were all piratey themed desserts. I mean, they were not stuff that we had on other days of the buffets and that in cabanas. So that's where they have the pirate buffet is actually in cabanas. They use half a cabanas for uh, this pirate buffet. And surprisingly, there were a lot of people eating this buffet. Wow, cool. So, so that was pretty cool because we'd never done that before. And that was one thing my wife and I had on the bucket list to do this cruise. That pretty much ends that day, except for us hanging out in the skyline again. And then the next day was Day at Sea, and also my birthday. So I got up Thursday morning, and I'm just kind of walking around the room, and the phone rings. And I actually got a call from Mickey on my birthday in my stateroom. Nice. Aww. So nice. I thought that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Got my shower. Well, that's cool because I... my son didn't. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I won't say he didn't. He's a teenager, so he may just not have been in the room. Oh, uh, that, that could be. <laughs> I'll have to see if Mickey left him a message and he just didn't get it. Yeah. Because that seems like something Mickey would do. Yeah. Yep. So, so what else happened with your birthday? So I got showered, got ready to go. My wife was already out and about because I slept in a little bit. And open the door and literally falls at me this letter and card and stuff from my my room host, from the waiter, my waitress and my assistant waiter, 
and the head waiter in the dining room and the captain. So I actually had a birthday card from all those people. Wow, that's outside awesome. my room. Oh. So that was kind of cool. Got up and that was sea day, so we just kind of bummed around the ship. Hung out at the adult pool area all day. You can imagine what kind of things happened that day. <laughs> <laughs> But Those servers was, come by your chair every fifteen minutes. Uh, Goodness, maybe every. But they are efficient. Maybe every twenty. Maybe every twenty. <laughs> I will have to say there were a lot of people on the boat that we'd met before. Bonita, who was a one of the bar servers, was actually doing. She was working the adult bar at the Cove Pool while we were on the ship, and she remembered me as well. So she took very good care of us. And, and as all the staff on that ship does, they take very good care of the of the people that are cruising. I've never gotten bad service on the boat. Oh, yeah. the, what the else? crew members are wonderful. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else happened that day. Other than we did some shopping on the boat. We did go to dinner that night. Dinner that night was in Enchanted Garden. And again, the, the staff of the restaurant sang happy birthday to me, which was kind of cool. And they did this thing with fireworks, and I still can't figure out how to do it. They had little lights in their hand, and they were shooting them off to each other like a light flying across the room. And I don't know how they did it, but wow. Wow. it, it was kind of <laughs> cool. And they were making sounds Oof. like fireworks going in the air, which was really bizarre. Hmm. Talented people, I will say that. Let's see. So other things on the ship. I talked about the District Lounge. Uh, 687 Lounge, which is the sports bar. They actually remodeled in the dry dock last September. They actually made the bar bigger, so there's more seats to sit at the bar. Uh, they added a few TVs. They've added a menu in there. Uh, I don't know if some of you remember, they used to have food outside of there on a little buffet. They still do that, but it's not as heavy items as they used to have. So it's like fruit and little finger things. But like in the, the cheese and crackers and things like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So, but in the it's bar, how they have it at O'Gills too. Okay, but in the bar, you can actually they have a menu and you can actually order onion rings and things like that. But you have to pay for that stuff, which I hmm. thought was kind of odd. The kids all did character greetings all day that day. That was their big thing. Even the grown kids, uh, <laughs> they didn't really have any problems with any of the lines for any of the characters. They went from character to character, and I would say they got pictures with at least 32 characters that day. Wow. Wow. Which Holy is a crow. lot. I didn't, realize, I didn't realize that many were on the ships now. Wow. Yeah, well, I mean, they have all the princesses. They have, obviously, Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Pluto, Donald, Daisy, Chip and Dale, Captain Jack, any of the Toy Story, so Woody, Jesse. Buzz. That a guy out there in a Rex costume. <laughs> and I thought that was weird, but it, it was a really cool costume. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Alice. Alice was the big deal, and they had the they had somebody dressed up as the Mad Hatter too, because they were actually nice. showing the movie on the ship that day. Oh, that's oh okay. Cool. Alice through the looking glass. So character greetings were good. And then the other thing was the kids' area. So I talked about that a little bit. We toured that on the day we got on the ship. They remodeled everything in there except for Andy's room. Andy's room's still kind of there. It doesn't have the bed like it used to have, that it looked like you could walk right under the bed like you were a toy. But it had Slinky Dog, it had Rex, it had the remote control car, it had some of the Army Men, uh, all that stuff in there. The Disney infinity room oh my god so there's a room in there dedicated is it infinity or xfinity the video game infinity it infinity. is infinity well, i'm sure i was saying it right so the <laughs> whole room is dedicated to infinity i know they just canceled the game but i mean they have every game every character you can imagine in the room that you can play and on like 15 different screens so wow. several people can play at the same time Huh. Uh, they have the, of course, the Star Wars room. They have a R2-D2 that you walk up to him and start talking to him, and he starts bleeping back at you and looking at <laughs> you like you're funny. Uh, you can fly the Millennium Falcon. Uh, I actually have a video of that happening, and that was kind of cool. They have the big table, round tables that look like the space chest tables from the Millennium Falcon. 
Yeah, yeah. They don't actually work, sadly. That would have been cool. But yeah. uh, they have those in there. And then a whole bunch of other little places where you can sit down to a control panel and just kind of move knobs and they beep and and do things. So that was kind of cool. And then, of course, they got the Oceaneers lab back there where they can go. And you know, I think one day a week the kids will make flubber. They do other little kind of little science projects back in there. And I think they still have the room where you can actually drive. It looks like you're driving the ship, too. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Let's see. What else? Nothing else about Sea Day other than he kept us in good weather all day until early, late, early to mid-evening. Because eventually he had to start heading back to Port Canaveral. But he got permission to sail clear back up by Miami. Found like, and one of the officers was telling us, he found like a three-mile-by-three-mile square, and he just kept sailing it around in circles in this three-mile square to keep us in sunshine and out of the rain. So we had a good day at sea. So, like I said, I give that crew kudos for everything they did to keep us out of the bad weather. Awesome. Wow, yeah, sounds great. So, so that's that's pretty much the cruise. We got back to port about Four, I think we docked at 5 in the morning, Friday morning. And of course, we went down for breakfast and packed up and got off the boat and headed for Disney World. So we left for Disney World, spent two nights at Disney World. We stayed in Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, we are DVC members, so we actually own at the, blo- at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. We stayed at Jumbo House on the fifth floor. And I don't know if anybody knew this or not, but they remodeled all those rooms. Uh, yeah. All the rooms have lighter color paint. They replaced the TVs with these ginormous 65-inch hospitality-level TVs that are just phenomenal. Placed all the carpet in the hallways. They've redone tile. Uh, it, it's really nice, really nice. And the one-bedrooms over there now sleep five people where they only used to sleep four. So we hung out for the day. We decided we were going to go to Disney Springs. Uh, we looked around, or we... We this time on Friday we rode the bus that time. The bus stops have all moved. There's no longer bus stops at Marketplace. All the bus stops are basically in the center. So if you remember kinda where the Pleasure Island bus stops were. Yep. Or where you got out there where Planet Hollywood is, that's where all the bus stops are now. Everybody gets off there. Oh wow. So that kind of dumps you in the middle of what they call Town Center or the actual Disney Springs. And I will tell you at first glance, my wife and I walking into this, my thoughts were, oh my God, it's nothing but a high-end outdoor mall. (laughs) Yeah. And that's pretty much what it is. I mean, they've got all these high-end stores from UGG to coach and well coach isn't there yet but they will be lucky brand jeans is there and several other pandora all those high-end stores are out there so you kind of have to walk back through all that to get to the normal stuff so where t-rex is and uh, the lego shop and the disney store and i got some pictures that i took down there there's one big building that's like a farmer's market it looks like a big old brick building and you walk through it, and it's got this really high roof, but it's got stores down both sides of it. So that night was the night we had decided that we were going to eat at Morimoto's. So we got down there a little early, so we thought we'd walk around. We did that and thought, well, it's too early for our reservation, so we went into Raglan Road, sat at the bar, listened to the entertainment, had a beer. While we're sitting in there, I mean, the skies just open up. I mean, it's coming down in buckets. And I'm like, crap, I hope this quits before we got to go across the road to Morimoto's. <laughs> and uh, so we sat there, and we sat there, and we sat there, and it didn't quit, and it didn't quit, and it didn't quit. And it came 6.15, and we're like, okay, so we got to get to dinner. So we paid our bill, and we just went to the front door of Raglan Road and said, you know what, we just got to go. The lady in the, in the uh, shop was nice enough to give us uh, bags to put our hats in so they didn't get drenched. But we just basically ran out the door, trucked across, and got in the door over at Morimoto's. 
Thankfully, the, the hostess there was greeting us with towels so we could wipe off when we got in there, which was really <laughs> nice. You know, that's something they didn't have to do, but they did that. So so when you come up on this place, it's if you guys remember the building that had Pleasure Island across the top of it? Yes. Right. It now says Disney Springs Bottling Company, I believe. It's that building, which I think used to be Mannequin's dance hall, if I remember correctly, back when it was Pleasure Island. So they've completely remodeled it, remodeled the inside of this, covered the whole front side of this thing with glass. You can literally see all the way through the restaurant from across the bridge from uh, where the new town center is. But it's two levels. So when you go in, you're on the first level, and you look up, and they have all these chandeliers. And I posted a picture in my blog article of the chandeliers. They're these lit-up chandeliers that actually have some sort of fishing contraption in the middle of it that holds, that keeps the lights to their shape. Uh, it looks like some sort of basket or something that you'd catch crab with or keep fish in. So there are stairs that go up to the second level, and the second level just basically goes around the outside of the building. So they can actually look down on the first floor through the middle, which I thought was pretty cool. We actually sat on the first floor. They seated us close to the kitchen. The whole kitchen area is all glass. It's a glass wall. And you can look in, see through. You can see the the Peking ducks hanging there, smoking in their little thing. Uh <laughs> Which is kind of weird, because I don't know if you've ever seen them smoke Peking duck, but they smoke it with the whole head on and everything. Oh, so oh like of, a Christmas story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah! Oh, no. So, I thought that was kind of weird. And I've got, I do have pictures of the kitchen. So, we got sat down in there, had our dinner. I ordered the Morimoto ribs, which, very good ribs. They are tempura, tempura fried. And then they dredge them in cilantro and tamarind barbecue sauce. Wow. Ooh, and I mean, they, they literally pulled off the bone. They were a little spicy for my wife, so she didn't eat much of it. But uh, she thought yeah. they were good as well. More for you. More for me. Yeah. I only ordered, I only <laughs> ordered three ribs because they weren't exactly cheap. Three ribs were $14. Well, so yeah. it was a little pricey to eat there, but it was... It was something we wanted to experience because my wife and I made a promise a long time ago. Every time we go to Disney World, we're going to try something new. So we succeeded. <laughs> so then once that came out, we ordered our dinners. Uh, my wife ordered the beef lo mein, uh, which was very good. Uh, and I ordered the pad thai chicken, which, interestingly enough, had tofu in it, which I've never in my life eaten tofu. Huh. This, what? To- this tofu. Me neither. <laughs> this tofu was fried, and if you would have told me it was tofu, or if you wouldn't have told me it was tofu, I wouldn't have even known it. I mean, it, hmm. was, it was that good. Interesting. And, and maybe underlying, maybe I just like tofu. I don't know, but <laughs> I, I'd never had it before, so it always looks weird to me. So, uh, and then I had a Thai tea, which I'd never had. So this Thai tea was basically brewed tea with cream with a with a Thai spice put in it. So it was yep. iced. Uh, it had a little bit of a spicy bite to it, but not a lot. But it, it kind of reminded me of chai tea uh, with just a little bit more bite. Obviously, the Thai spices have a little more bite than cardamom and cinnamon have. But it was pretty good. We decided to opt for no dessert because we were both stuffed, and I failed horribly because <laughs> I, I think my wife took pictures of her entree, but I did not take pictures of mine. Uh, usually we're good Aww, with the man. whole. Usually we're good with the whole food porn thing, but I I, I missed the boat this time, <laughs> and I did the same thing when we went the next day to the place we went. So, so I'm surprised after a cruise you were still able to eat. <laughs> well, yeah, you know. But I, I tried to be I good do. on the. I tried to be good on the cruise. I really tried to not eat everything I saw. That was really. Hard oh, I fail. I stopped trying. Yeah, uh, I managed to only <laughs> gain three and a half pounds coming off of this cruise. So. Oh, nice! Oh, that's wow, not too bad. Yeah, so. it's fantastic. We kind of hung around Disney Springs a little longer that night. Went back, crashed because we were both dead tired. 
Got up the next morning, kind of bummed around the hotel a little bit, and then we both went. Well, I actually went to go meet a friend of mine that works for DVC, and Sean was getting ready, and she actually met me at Old Key West. We went to the Gurgling Suitcase for lunch. So, for those of you that don't know, Old Key West is a DVC resort. They have a restaurant there called Olivia's. On the back side of Olivia's, there's a little bar called the Gurgling Suitcase. And we like to go there because it's quiet. Not a whole lot of people. It's not a very big place. I think this... I think the bar seats maybe 10 people. Yeah, uh, if, if that. <clears throat> but the good thing is, is I can order from Olivia's while I'm there. So mm-hmm. we got there, got our, got our drink of choice. I ordered, or my wife ordered her favorite, which is the conch chowder. And I ordered the conch fritters. Had that, had another beer. She ordered another bowl of conch chowder because she really <laughs> likes it. <laughs> and I ordered the Caribbean something chicken. Uh, it was uh, like a mango salsa on a grilled chicken with tamarind barbecue sauce. And wow, it was really good. Nice. So I kind of bummed around there for a little bit. Did a little shopping there at Old Key West. And then uh, hopped back in the car because I actually had the car there. And we went back to the resort, hung out at the pool for a little bit. After that, we met up with... Our good friend Shane, who's a Disney cast member, and we met up for dinner at Deluxe Burger at Disney Springs in the town center area that evening. Boy, was it busy. They had a line out the door. There must have been 75 people in line when we got there to get in line to go in this place. Wow. The hamburgers are all fresh made. Buns are all fresh toasted. The buns are baked that day. They have a lot of gluten friendly options so they actually have buns for their sandwiches that actually taste decent for gluten free people and Shane our friend that works there is one of those people he uh, he has a gluten allergy so he uh, was telling us a little bit about deluxe burger basically these were the the deluxe burger is not a chain this was put together by Disney they built the building and it looks like an old I will say it looks like an old farm, barn house, barn kind of thing. You walk in and the chandeliers have are made out of ball jars. And if you remember the old glass insulators they used to have on the light poles. Yep. Right. They have those on the chandeliers as a part of one oh, of the cool. a couple of the chandeliers. It's really cool. It's really, right. really nice. just rustic looking place. I and like he was, it. He was also telling us that this was put together as a cookie cutter. They can take this restaurant concept, pick it up as a cookie cutter, drop it in Paris, drop it in Shanghai, drop it in Hong Kong, drop it in Disneyland, and it's just there. The business plan's there. The, it, the cookie cutter design, he can just drop it and go. Wow, nice. So I had the barbecue bacon cheeseburger, which was awesome. Uh, they have a decent selection of alcoholic drinks including not your father's root beer I'm trying to think of what else fries of course or onion rings so that was pretty much it for that that's pretty much it for the trip we got up the next morning at 6 a.m and drove home for 15 and a half hours and got home about one o'clock this morning so <laughs> thankfully my wife she does all the driving so i get to be navigator or sleep so nice. it's, a, it's a good thing <laughs> wow a good plan yeah yeah for sure so that was our trip in a nutshell I, you know if you got any other questions let me know but uh it was it was a good time so i have a question as someone that's never been on a disney cruise how different are the cruise ships is it really that dramatic of a difference depending on which one you pick well the wonder and magic are both the same size the dream and the fantasy are both the same size so the Dream of the Fantasy can hold, I forget the exact number, Mel, but I think it's another 1,000 people. Thousand the guests. Fantasy and the Dream are at about 4,000 guest capacity, I think. Yeah. Wow. So there's not that, a whole lot so. of difference in the ships other than the entertainment. I mean, they, like, all, stylistically, they all have bars. You're see the all, same. Yeah, they're all styled the same. They all have pretty much the same concept for bars. Okay. So I hope that helps. It's well, almost like if you have, you know, I'll, I'll 
compare it to my dogs in my house. We have two dogs. They're both Bichon Frises. They're both white. They're both fluffy. They're both about 11 pounds. But they each, they're totally different dogs. I mean, I hate doing that kind of a comparison, but each ship, they they all have the signature Disney style, whether it's Deco or right. Nouveau. But there, there are different personalities, almost based sometimes on the itineraries, because with the Dream, it's almost, although they do have special sailings, they have the three and four day sailings where those vibes you feel different on that type of a cruise than you do on a seven day or a 10 day cruise. Right. So sometimes it's just the atmosphere and the vibe on the ship itself that makes each ship feel different. Each sailing has its own personality. So even though stylistically Disney does have a signature style with all of its ships, they, they all do feel different. Aren't yeah, that the, makes um, sense. Aren't the restaurants, I know they all have an animators on it, but is isn't right. Aren't the restaurants, I know they have different names, but aren't they different themings? They're not all, all the same on the, all of them, right? The central dining room, you know, your Royal court Lumiere's or Triton's, depending Triton's. on what ship you're on. Those are all the atrium restaurants. So I right. call them They're They're all French ish. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know the classic princess type restaurants. Um, the Enchanted Garden is only on the Dream and the Fantasy, where Karaoke's is what is in the same location on the Magic and what was Parrot Key. I was going to say, yeah, be, it will be Tiana's place when the Wonder is reimagined in the fall. Right, so it'll right. be more. It'll be have a New Orleans vibe to it. Right, right. So, which is really cool. So they they are differentiating it somewhat between the ships so it's not like you're going to get the same experience each and every time which i like i like that they didn't just carbon copy karaoke's for the wonders reimagining right and and i enjoyed karaoke's and animators between the disney and magic is the same on or i mean on the wonder and the magic on the wonder and the magic yes on right fantasy they have a different show than the dream has the dream has the turtle talk thing with crush right but the fantasy has the animators show where you actually go in, sit down, draw a character, and they animate your character on the screen. And they don't actually do the turtle talk thing. No, they do not. Hmm. Then there's differences on the on the ship decks, too. Uh, right. There's differences in how the adult area is laid out, how the Cove Cafe is laid out. It's The Cove Cafe is actually two stories on the magic and the wonder. It's only one story on the dream and fantasy. Oh, one thing I will tell you, on the Dream, they added a ton of, basically, shade stuff on that 12th deck that wasn't there before. And they added a family pool up there forward of the front funnel as well. Hmm. So before, there wasn't a pool there. But I think there is a pool there. I think there is a pool there on the Fantasy. And then they also added the Satellite Falls area, which is on the Fantasy, which has been popular. They added that to the Dream as well. And visually, the Aqua Duck is only, you'll see that it's only on the Dream and the Fantasy. And the Aqua Dunk, which I highly recommend if you haven't done it, is oh, on yeah. the Magic. That's awesome. Unfortunately, yeah, and unfortunately with the Wonders reimagining, as of yet, there's no new yeah, major water feature. Hmm. They haven't mentioned it, so it's either not happening or it's going to be some sort of a surprise. So no news on the water features for the new Wonder, but that Aqua Dunk. Oh my goodness! <laughs> that I, I made myself do it just the one time, but whoa, that was fun. It's like Tower of Terror if it just dropped you once, but with water. With water, oh, I, with I can water. handle. I can, I can handle that. <laughs> oh, it was so fun. I will tell no, they, you. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to ask. With back to the restaurant parts, do all of them have Apollo on it? Or yes, just they, the magic? Oh, they did put it on the. They all two. have Apollo, but only the Rim, Remy is only on the Dream and Fantasy. Oh, okay. Okay. Correct. So they have two, two. So there's two signatures on that on their ships, then. Yes, on the larger oh, okay. ones. Yes, on the larger ones. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. And Remy on the Dream and Fantasy now do brunch as well. Oh, nice. We did do. I forgot to mention that part on the Sea Day. We did do Apollo and. As usual, that buffet was just fantastic. Uh, you, you can't ever go wrong with the buffet in Palo. No, I didn't. I didn't. Ooh. We did. We did dinner. I don't remember. <laughs> I guess dinner is sit down. I don't, we didn't do a buffet when we did. It was. It was. Well, dinner. it's kind of the the brunch <laughs> is kind of a buffet. It's 
You get it's up and get some style. of your own stuff, but then they also bring stuff to you too. So it's it's a combination. Although the last time I went to Palo, unfortunately, I was a little seasick. Oh no! It had I had to leave mid meal. I won't regale you with that entire story, but <laughs> oh, I tried. <laughs> no, no souffle for did, you. No, I ended up having to excuse myself to go lay down. So, uh oh, but. I know it was horrid, but they were so gracious. They were wonderful, and they understood completely. And I, I bowed out gracefully. But it, <laughs> what I was able to enjoy at the beginning was very good. Paula never disappoints. I guess at the gold and platinum uh, reception on Thursday, they did tell people expect some big announcements over the next year. So fun. I would assume we're going to start hearing new things about the new ships and hopefully some stuff about what they're going to do to the Wonder and hopefully anything that's, you know, got to do anything with islands because that, that, that lease on Castaway Key is coming up in 2018. So, well, I'm sure they've got to plan something and it's just when they're ready to release it to everybody. Yep. Yep. My kids are all speculating about the signature dining on the new ships because they'll all be 18 when the new ones are launched so my oldest is definitely lobbying for a japanese steakhouse or sushi type restaurant hmm. oh what what is the name of the um i have it right here the sushi restaurant on monsters inc <clears throat> harry housens harry housens thank you that's what they wanted it to be named they wanted it to be named harry housens and they want like a sushi <laughs> restaurant on the new ships Adults only because at that point they don't want to deal with children. <laughs> because you know, children, children are so beneath them. <laughs> but at that point, they they want to Harry Housens on the new ships. So. That would be pretty we'll, cool. We'll, I don't eat because, sushi, but that would be pretty cool oh, anyway. It's a staple at our house. But yeah, so lots to look forward to with the new ships. Yep. All right. Well, it sounds like you had a busy. Busy time on the ship and a busy time in the parks. Or not in the park. It seems like you were running around just as much as you would be even if you went to uh, to any of the parks all day long. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I, I, you know, putting a group together of 15 people was a bit of a challenge trying to get, you know. Yep. From the travel agent point of view, trying to help them get everything organized, get their payments in, get their uh, shore excursions booked. That was... A little frustrating at times, but it, it's, it's <laughs> why I'm same... a travel agent, I guess. So, <laughs> did the same group follow you uh, off the ship into the uh, Disney Springs as well, or did no? Kinda... They all they all took off and drove home, and oh, we, okay, we dropped the one couple's parents off the airport on our way to Disney World. So, oh, okay, yeah. So we were the only ones that stayed for the extra two days. Oh, I got you. Yeah, traveling in a group. Yeah, I agree. We've we've traveled in in groups small like that because that's basically if my immediate family goes we're 12 or 13 something like that and we've gone with as groups as large as 30 yeah with cousins and everything else and yeah booking trying to trying to book meals and get everybody together at the same time and you know (laughs) you can't always stay together but at least you try to convene for meals and you know nighttime entertainment and stuff like that but yeah i don't remember we had our dis peeps group we have a facebook group called Dis Peeps that we cruise together every once in a while and I never remember that being that difficult getting everybody organized but it again it's people that are all used to doing it so I guess right. it probably wouldn't be as bad no <laughs> definitely not so but I will have uh, I'll have reviews up on I already have a review up on Morimoto's and I'll add some pictures to that I'll have a review on Deluxe Burger and a few things from the ship uh, up on my milfordhutzel.com milford on the move blog here probably in the next week so all right excellent excellent look forward to uh looking at that and reading all that all right so i guess now we're going to do some more disney cruise line stuff with mel wanted to go over some stuff going on on, on her end and more cruise line stuff <laughs> <laughs> really quickly um one of our disney explorers had asked about renting a wheelchair on board for her grandmother. And I can let you know that absolutely not. (laughs) Uh, The Disney Cruise Line is not like the parks where when you go into Magic Kingdom, there's a big, you know, corral of 
wheelchairs and strollers and things like that. With Disney Cruise Line, it's a little bit different. You do have to bring your own. So while it is extremely wheelchair accessible, all the decks, the accessible staterooms are strategically located to make traveling as easy as possible. You do have to bring your own. But just like Walt Disney World, there are a number of services that you can contact that this is what they do. They bring, whether it's manual wheelchairs or electric wheelchairs, different scooter type or mobility assistance, they are happy to coordinate with you, drop off and pick up. Also, the cruise line rooms that are accessible, they all have a minimum of a 32-inch doorway which is wider than the standard stateroom, which I believe it's at 26-ish inches for the standard doorway. And so the accessible rooms have the 32-inch doorway, and then they will have the ramped entrance to the restroom area so that you're not doing the big step up. So there are different ways that Disney Cruise Line accommodates mobility issues. They do have a special services number which they highly recommend you contact at least 60 days before if they are going to need to make accommodations in your room whether it's for hearing impaired and you need the typewriter for the phone typewriter the tty for the phone they have a special services coordinator who will work with you and what with whatever needs that your party has so i recommend definitely getting in touch with them if you if you anticipate having mobility issues on board and but the theaters are yeah. And you're good on Castaway Key, too, because they actually have beach wheelchairs yes. that you can use, that you can transfer With, to, to use on the beach. So, Absolutely. And at Castaway Key, it's one of those wonderful ports where the boat pulls right up to the dock. They have, the trams are a short walk away, so even people without mobility issues, the island is bigger than you think. Yeah. Trams, yes. Mm. The the trams are there. Um, golf carts are available for people with special needs or for the cabana guests. So there's golf carts. But there are also a lot of paved paths. So if you want to use your own wheelchair on the island, it, it's perfectly accessible for that. All right. Very good. Excellent. So absolutely. Definitely accommodations for all. Cool. Everyone can enjoy the cruise line and Castaway Key. That's what we like to hear, and we wouldn't expect anything less anyway from from anything. Absolutely, that does, when, so, no. whenever there will be an issue, like with the ports that require tender boating, which are those little boats that will take you from the ship to the shore, it's always noted because obviously we can't control what happens in foreign ports, but they always make note, so you're not surprised. Right. You know what accommodations are there and aren't there. And that's the same with the Port Adventures as well. It always lets you know what type of mobility restrictions there are for everything they do. Because the last thing you want is for a guest to be disappointed. Definitely. And Disney's right. fantastic about that. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, does anybody have anything else they'd like to discuss? Or is that about do it for now? I think that'll have us for the night. All right, very good. As we like to do at the end of every episode, we'll uh, everybody's going to go around and let you know how you can find them on social media so you can f- follow all our adventures as well as the Troops Adventures over at DizExplorers.com. So, so Mel, how we, can we uh, get in touch with you? Well, as you guys know, a lot of things are changing for me this week. I have been and i'm thrilled to say that i am now the inaugural editor for dcl prep school so you can find me over on the dcl prep school facebook page before the site launches which means i have a new twitter handle and a new instagram handle i over on twitter i am dcl prep school and over on instagram i am dcl prep so you can find me there all right awesome and milford uh, you can find me on my blog, MilfordHutzel.com. Uh, that's where I host my Milford on the Move blog. You can also find me on Facebook, Milford Hutzel, and on Twitter at Milford on Move. All right, very good. Adrian? Okay, you can find my blog at WDWBound.com. I am on Twitter at WDWBound underscore com and Instagram and Facebook at Adri WDW Bound. Okay, cool. And Jessica? 
So my blog is at duchessofdisneyland.com. You can also find me on Facebook at Duchess of Disneyland and then Twitter at Duchess Jessica. All right. Awesome. Crystal's not here, but I'll give you her Twitter handle. She is at Disney Brewing, so you can get a hold of her there. And as for myself, you can find me on Facebook at RJ Lucia Jr. and on Twitter and Instagram at BlackPearl454. So with that, we're going to wrap this episode up, and we thank you all for listening, and have a great week, and we'll talk to everybody next week. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.